All right. So thank you for joining us today. This is our first podcast ever, the CPA to CFO series. Our first guest for today is Rob Krolik. Rob, thank you so much for joining us. Would you give us a little bit about your background to kick things off? Yeah, so um, I'm kind of a multi-time uh, CFO, both uh, public and private companies, um, all the way from uh, back in the day uh, being a CPA and a, a controller and starting off actually in an accounting firm for a number of years, um, all the way through uh, getting my first uh, CFO gig of a public company actually pretty early on in my career, uh, lucky enough to get that because uh, my CFO was actually promoted to uh, CEO, so um, he promoted me. And then, um, so Shopping.com, some names that you'll know, maybe uh, uh, Shopping.com was e- uh, uh, purchased by eBay uh, back in the mid-2005 uh, you know, period of time, and then um, and then moved on from there after about four or five years to move, and then kind of most recently, if you will, as CFO of Yelp. So uh, Yelp is a company that connects uh, consumers to local businesses. And um, I took them public in 2012, joined in 2011, and then left in 2016. Um, now I'm, I'm just doing a variety of things, including uh, teaching a CFO course. So uh, yeah, uh, kind of my career in a nutshell, but uh, a lot of fun stuff. Yeah, and that CFO course you're teaching is part of why we're so excited to have you on the, the first episode here. If you want to plug that a little bit, please feel free. Yeah, uh, so I, you know, after all these years of experience, 25 plus years, um, I took uh, all that knowledge. I went in the library after Yelp for about nine months and kind of, if you will, spilled my guts into um, some learnings and just, and, and nothing, and interestingly, uh, nothing really strategic. It's all very practical. So it goes all the way from, you know, managing 101 and scaling the org to business systems and uh, facilities and uh, stock administration and FP&A and talking to a board all the way to an IPO. So um, it's all real practical um, knowledge of all the different disciplines that a CFO covers. So um, I'm teaching that with a lot of the VC groups, um, also teaching a, a one-day class each semester at Wharton in San Francisco um, and also expanding it. So it's kind of my opportunity to give back some knowledge. There's a lot of opportunity right now, especially in Silicon Valley and uh, definitely on the East Coast, uh, to get CFO positions. And there's a lot of great talent out there. There's just not a lot of great experience. So yeah, I'm trying to fill that experience gap with uh, the knowledge I can communicate in the course. Awesome. I, uh, I love it and highly recommend it. So we'll, uh, we'll get into it. But before we do, I want to ask some, some light questions to break the ice a little bit. So what was the last movie you watched or, or TV series you binged? Uh, well, the last movie I watched was actually last week. I, I went to the movie theaters again to watch uh, uh, Endgame, uh, the Marvels movie. I, uh, I'm a huge Mar- Marvels fan, and it wrapped up the series nicely for me, not to spoil anything for anyone out there, but it was a, it was a great movie. Uh, TV series, my uh, son just got me into Black Mirror, so uh, I've been binge-watching that. Uh, yes. Chance, uh, it's, it's a combination of technology and wacko stuff. Yep, I just wrapped up the new season and it is excellent. Oh, great. great. Okay. I'm not yeah. there yet. So. <laughs> yeah, and for the next one, I'm, I'm really looking forward to all the answers I'm going to get to this one going forward. So what's the first concert you went to? <laughs> uh, you're going to divulge my age. Um, yeah, so the first concert was in the early 80s, uh, Genesis. So Nice. Genesis, so there you go. There we go. 
All right, and last one before we, we hop back into it. What's the best vacation you've ever been on? Best vacation? Um, I Actually, the best vacation, I would say, would be uh, took the family to Yellowstone. Um, I had never been to Wyoming and uh, uh, stayed in uh, Teton Village there and went into Yellowstone, and it was just, uh, you know, everybody, you know, you go to Europe, you go to South America, you go to China, you go to various places around the world, but it's just amazing what uh, natural beauty we have in the U.S. And it was just a kind of reminder of that. Uh, uh, and and the, the wildlife was incredible. So Yeah, Yellowstone is, is unbelievable. Totally agree. All right. Well, I love that. Let's, uh, let's hop back into business. So I, I was an accountant before. I was a CPA before starting Flowcast. And I'm realizing that when I was a CPA, I had a big misconception of what CFOs actually do. Um, so can you give me a quick two to three sentence job description for the CFO? Yeah, I, you know, I would say that um, the CFO is really uh, kind of in two parts, really the steward of the company from a financial architecture, as well as kind of integrity and ethics person. So really the, the person that steers on that end, uh, both the financials, but also make sure that it, it stays a steady course on the right side of ethics and integrity. And then I would also say it's multidisciplinary. So um, you've got, as I kind of mentioned before, you've got all the way, all the things from like accounting and, and FP&A to uh, business systems, tax, facilities, and stock administration cap tables. So um, you have to be kind of well-versed in a wide variety of different uh, disciplines. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. And, and with that, let's just get hyper-tactical for a second. Where does your time end up going? Like, what does a week look like for you? Yeah, um, it, I think it really depends on whether you're private or public. Um, I, you know, m my most recent experience is public, and I'd say, you know, a large percentage of my time, probably 25, 35%, maybe even 40, was spent um, doing the investor relations piece of the business. Um, Jeremy at Yelp wasn't, uh, you know, um, he wasn't as involved in that piece, so I was really the face of Wall Street. So. Um, I spent a lot of time on that. I would say like if you're private, uh, really the most time that I would spend is really thinking about um, uh, the scalability of the company. Um, so how do I get, it's a, <clears throat> I think of it as people, places, and uh, systems. So how do you get the right people in place? Um, how do you get the right processes in place? And how do you get the right systems to be able to scale? And so um, you're, I, I think you're always thinking about that and how can you, uh, you know, develop your 18 month plan and really, um, make that happen. Okay. Makes, uh, makes sense. And, um, so for the, the next item here, I want to get a sense of what CFOs, what companies are looking for in CFO candidates. And I think an interesting way to think about this is if, if you were to hire your replacement, you know, what would you be looking for in a replacement? And actually, since you've, you know, transitioned out of eBay and Yelp, were you actually involved in that hiring process for, for your replacement? Interestingly, I was. So uh, yeah. when I uh, when I talked to my, the CEO at Yelp, um, we talked about um, you know my replacement and what it looks like, and so I actually stayed on board to help hire the next CFO. So I was involved yeah. in that. Um, I mean, again, I think it really uh, comes down to uh, you know whether you're in the private world or the public world. For us, we are definitely looking for somebody that. Um, you know, had had a lot of uh, analysts and outside IR experience. Um, 
and not necessarily like technical accounting or or um, that type of experience. Um, we had a great we you know great controller in place, so no need for that. Um, I think if you're so yeah, I did, and he's still there even today. So um, I think it was a, a great pick for us. Um, the uh, for on a private basis, um, I, I think it's just kind of two pieces. I would say if you were hiring uh, a CFO is um, one that can communicate uh, well. So the, you know, the CFO is often the person who has to uh, tell complex stories very simply. And so not only to uh, his team, but also to the peer group. So the, the rest of the team on the executive board that reports into the CEO um, and then also to the board. So whether it be obviously a board in a private company are the investors or at least the main investors. <clears throat> and then if you're public, um, that would be effectively your investor relations uh, piece of the uh, pie. So um, the ability to tell that story uh, well in a simple way and kind of tell what's going on in the business um, from a kind of financial angle. Um, so, you know, that that's, and, and, and then the other piece really is the multidisciplinary piece of um, the CFO job. So you've got a situation where that you kind of ha have your hands on a lot of different pots, but you're not an expert in any. So I, I couldn't say today that I'm an expert at tax, but I know a lot about tax and can you know ask the right questions, I think, to get to the, the right answer. But having a great person that's in tax, either outside uh, council, you know, outside person that's uh, expert at that or inside uh, really makes a big difference. Same thing with facilities, same thing with uh, stock administration, th same thing with business systems, same thing with obviously the accounting, the, the controller. Um, yeah. So I think having that knowledge of being multidisciplinary, but having the experts that will help you uh, get to the right answer. Uh, so it's really, it, and maybe, maybe the, ultimate way to describe it is um, being a conductor of a symphony. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. That, that notion about maybe, maybe just knowing enough to be dangerous in any given, <laughs> yeah. in any given topic um, yeah. and then hiring experts that, that idea is something that I, I struggled with when I was a senior accountant, right? I'm, I'm looking up to my, to my bosses and my CFO and I'm, I'm thinking, well, you guys don't even know what I do on a daily basis. You don't know the details of this stuff. And then now that I've transitioned into the founder role and I'm running a, a team and a department, I realized that I should not know everything. I hire people to know the details and yeah, I got to know enough to be dangerous. So exactly. totally, totally agree with that. Um, and then communication, you know, that, that move from CPA where you're really buried in a lot of workbooks and working with a small team, then you make that transition to having to present in front of people, communicate and tell those stories. That's, that's a big, that's a big challenge for a lot of people. So do you have any advice on how to, how to get better at that? Yeah. I mean, the one thing that I would say is, um, you know, talk to your boss um, and, and really help them understand where it is that you want to go. Um, and, you know, a lot of people have visions of grandeur. So, you know, you're going to have to, you know, um, go through the process of becoming a CFO and it, it, you can't be there overnight. You're not going to go from, you know, uh, a, a, a senior accountant or even a GL accountant to CFO the next day. It's going to take a lot of years and, and to gain all that experience. But I would ask them for opportunities, like say, whatever it is that you're working on, how can you get in front of the group, maybe during a finance all hands, um, or even to present to the CFO, say, hey, you know, this is a special project that I'm doing. 
um, and here's you know uh, what impact it's going to have on the company, and it makes you think about how to present. So as many opportunities as you can to get in front of people and present, even to the you know controller group. Um, how do you get an opportunity to get in front of them, your peers, and uh, talk about what it is that you're doing, and having them give you feedback. Um, there's also like Toastmasters. There's um, I think there's other, and then you know if your company is able to maybe even spend a little bit of money uh, with an outside coach. Um, you know, not only obviously um, uh, from a presentation standpoint, but just from a career standpoint. So um, I, I also think at the end of the day, looking for mentors is really, really key. Um, I, I think, you know, as you go through your life, uh, finding people that um, you can draw upon their experiences and learn from their mistakes is really impactful in that way. That, was critical for me to get kind of to where I was. So um, you just have to be a little bit bold. You have to be asked for that help. And uh, most people are more than willing to give it. Yeah. And that actually, that leads right into my next question. So mentorship and, and for you, who are some other CFOs you admire and who were your mentors? Yeah. So uh, one of the CFOs that uh, I, I really admire and uh, he was a you know, great benefit to my career was a guy by the name of Greg Santora. Santora. Um, he was a former C, uh, CFO of Intuit. Um, he was a former uh, uh, controller of Apple. He was um, the CFO of uh, Shopping.com when I first arrived there. Uh, so longtime public company CFO, had some fantastic experience. Um, and um, one of the reasons I specifically went to um, Shopping.com is uh, it allowed me, even though I'd been a public company CFO, it had allowed it allowed me to tutelage for uh, you know at least a year under somebody that had a ton of knowledge. So I almost, if you look at it from a career standpoint, um, I was kind of if you if you will like the pinnacle. But I actually took a step back into a VP of finance role to get um, the experience under uh, Greg, and so that was um, really great. The other one I would say is Bob Swan who weirdly enough today is the CEO of Intel. But before yeah. that, he, uh, he was, I met him as a CFO of eBay. Before that, he was a, a CFO of um, EDS. And then even before that, if anyone remembers Webvan, uh, he was a CEO. So um, yeah, so he, he had some great knowledge. His background was GE. And so he had been through like the um, audit track as well as just the financial analyst program there. And uh, he had just a wealth of experiences and uh, yeah, I learned a ton from them. Okay. That's, um, can you point out to any specific lessons you learned from them along the way? Yeah, I would say that uh, from Greg, I think integrity, um, I, not that I didn't learn that from Bob, but um, there was a situation where um, we had to uh, take a hit on some numbers because something wasn't correct. Um, and he, we got in a room with the CEO and, um, and the audit partner. And, um, you know, I explained what, what had happened and why we were in this position. And it wasn't ideal, but we had to kind of go forward. And the CEO was like, hey, I, I'd rather not book this and turn to the, C, the partner at the, uh, of uh, PwC and said, I don't really want to book this. What, would, what implication would that have? And Greg kind of put his hand on the partner's shoulder and said, uh, don't answer that. Um, what we're going to do is book this. And if we don't, I'm going to quit. So, 
Um, that, that taught me a lot about uh, the CFO's role um, and the integrity and the ethics that you have to have as a CFO um, and to stand up and, and do the right thing. And uh, yeah. that was very impactful. And Bob really um, was really about how to present. Um, he, he had a, a unique, amazing way to take a very complex problem and boil it down into almost like a graphic on a slide and to be able to walk the board uh, through a, a very complex problem in a very simplified way. And, and I learned a ton from that. So um, not that I didn't learn a ton of other things from these guys, but if you wanted me to call out, uh, you know, one thing that those are the things I'd say. Yeah. That, uh, that first story you told is, is awesome. And that's, it, it reminds me, you know, the, the CFO, a big part of what we talk about is being a risk mitigator and yeah. ethical is an incredibly important part of that. And it's not, it's not as if your, your CEO did anything wrong, right? They just genuinely might not know if they can book a journal entry or not. And it's the CFO's job to put his hand on the audit partner's shoulder and say, we're not booking that and yeah, make sure that's you, guys exactly are, right. you guys are doing. So that's, that's awesome. That's a great, that's a great story. Um, so let's see what skills, this is a big one. I mean, straightforward. This is what most people on the uh, watching this want to hear. What skills uh, do you think you need to learn to make that leap from CPA to CFO? Um, I think there's probably two. I think um, getting as much experience in, in the different disciplines that we kind of talked about earlier. So the even facilities or uh, business systems or uh, even a little bit of tax. So I, I would uh, try to uh, talk to your, if you're in a bigger company, uh, talk to your tax person and just ask them a bunch of questions. Um, same thing, get involved in system projects, whether it be installing a, an accounting system or an HR system or a time management system or uh, whatever. I just get involved in how do you go about thinking through uh, implementing a system. Um, same thing with uh, cap tables are really important. So yeah. um, understanding what a cap table is, when people say a cap table, what do they really mean? Um, and then what's involved in, in making sure that's accurate. Um, at the end of the day, that's super important because it's the ownership of the company. So making sure that, and now you have tools like Carta and, and stuff like that, but you know, how, how do you put those things in place? Um, so I think just being multidisciplinary um, is just, uh, so getting uh, experiences in all these different, so if you can do some kind of rotation or even say, hey, look, um, I know we don't have really any money in the bank, but can I be treasurer for, uh, the next six or 12 months yeah. and, you know, uh, and manage our money. So talk to a wealth manager, a corporate wealth manager, and maybe, you know, we have $10,000 we can put into play in treasuries or something. I mean, you're not going to specifically be doing it, but at least you get some experience there. The other thing is I would say, um, you know, uh, just on the communication side is, is really try to improve yourself. Um, how you communicate to other people, um, get feedback from other people, um, and, and can you present a complex idea simply and, and really think about um, the audience and, and how they're uh, coming at it? Um, one thing I always talk about in one of my uh, uh, courses is uh, modules is uh, talking to the board. And you got to always remember they're coming in with what you last told them. It might be three months since you last had a conversation with them. So they're not up to speed on anything that's happened in the last three months. So how do you um, kind of reorient them to say, hey, this is what I told you last time, and here's how it's different. And so yeah. how do you communicate that is just really important. So 
um, you know, getting opportunities to present, I would say, is, is uh, so multidisciplinary, try to get experience in other areas. If you're in a big company, that's a lot easier to do. Even if you're in a small company, it's a lot easier to do because anytime you raise your hand and um, want to take on some other opportunities, more than likely, if you're good, they'll give it to you. Um, and then uh, the, the communication side is, is uh, as many times as you can do to present to other people, you should do it. Yeah, and if you're in if you're in a small high growth company, there's no shortage of work to go around. So people right. will love it if you if you raise your hand to help right. out. Um, and and I just want to double down on you. You've certainly hammered on experience is really important. Trying to learn as much as you can along the way. And there's a big you know in the younger millennial culture, there's wanting to get promoted and move up really quickly. Um, but I think it's important to to recognize that. You can't go from GL accountant to CFO and be a great CFO. You can, that's, you got to right. work. That that takes time. I mean, you, if you want the title, that's great, but that doesn't mean you're actually a CFO and qualified for that position. You really need to work in the trenches to actually become a CFO and be qualified to be a CFO at, for example, another company. Right. 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 Yeah. And and I would just realize, like you know, typically if you're 21 years old coming out of college and maybe go to an accounting firm or, or into a company, um, you know, you're, you're talking 15 plus, maybe 20 years. Um, so how do you make those years count? And whenever you're looking at a job, I always tell people, well, look at really not the job you're wanting, but the next job that you're going to get. How is, how is the job that you're uh, looking at going to prepare you for the, really the next job? And so, and, and also I don't think CFO is for everyone. Um, I mean, we, you know, we didn't, haven't talked a lot about it, but you know, there's definitely a, uh, stress level that's on that position that, um, is not on every position. And interestingly enough, even if like they say the CEO wants to, uh, reach for the stars and, and hit some numbers that are unattainable and you help sign up for those numbers and you as a company don't hit those numbers, the CEO founder is not going to get fired for that. Um, you are. So it's just, there is a level of stress, um, that you just have to think through, uh, whether you want that uh, on your shoulders or not. I, um, yeah. I loved it. I thought, I mean, I, I think, uh, CFO job is a, is a fantastic job. It's just, you got to realize what you're signing up for. Yes. Yeah, CFOs are highly compensated for a reason, yeah. right? It's a, stress, it's a stressful job. There's a lot of work. There, there's a lot of risk, the responsibilities on your shoulders. So there's, there's a reason they make good money. There's um, a reason there's a lot of retired CFOs. <laughs> yeah, that, <laughs> that's great. Well, this, this has been awesome. I just have one, one last question to wrap it up. Just sure. do you have any parting thoughts for the, for the audience today? Yeah, I would say, um, you know, just learn as much as you can. I, I think uh, the generation that's coming up is really uh, has an amazing access to information. Um, it's at their fingertips. And to the extent that they can, um, you know, take a coding class, just learn that or learn about autonomous vehicles, like get outside your scope of just being an accountant, read books, read other things, read um, what's going on in the world, be knowledgeable, because that also definitely helps you um, become a, a kind of a more well-rounded individual to take on the CFO role, because you're not just dealing with accounting or FDNA, you're dealing with, uh, you know, hey, I want to put a facility in Chicago, what's going on in Chicago that I should know about, um, you know, from a safety standpoint, from a job market standpoint, so um, just, you know, be somewhat thoughtful about reading, um, and also, 
definitely get a network of people that you trust that can mentor you along the way. Not only mentors like experienced people, but also your peer group. So if you have a problem with implementing a system or um, you have a question about accounting, you have a group of people to kind of bounce some ideas off of so that, because um, if you ask a CEO or a board, they, they have no idea what you're really dealing with on a daily basis to your earlier point. So, um, mm -hmm. you know, having a peer group, a network, to rely upon is is I think critical to your success, especially these days with so much coming at you. So, um, but I, I think nothing's not achievable. So if you put your mind to it, you'll do it. And uh, I wish everyone out there great luck, whether they want to be a CFO or not. All right. Well, that's that's great. Great parting thoughts. Thank you, Rob, so much for joining us today. Uh, really informative stuff, and I hope everyone was able to learn from it. Great. Thanks, Mike. All right. Thanks, Rob. Take care.